Welcome to the Immeasurably More Mini Messages. I'm Erin here with my mom, and today we are talking about Jesus. First and foremost, I just want to say that this message is for everyone. Whether you are a Jesus follower, whether you have a relationship with him, or you're curious about who Jesus is, or even if you don't have a relationship with him at all, this message is for you. Yes. And we could never exhaust all that Jesus is, not in one episode or one million. He's beyond our comprehension. And yet he has made himself known to us. And to all who seek him, he promises that we will find him. He's not hiding from us. Right. (laughs) You know, he's not. He's not hiding from us. He wants to be known. And again, I know I've mentioned this in other episodes. Aaron and I are not theologians. And, you know, ultimately what we want to do here is just share our understanding, share our hearts, share our stories, and what we know about Jesus. And of course, I would love to talk about all that I love about Christ, but for the sake of time, there are two amazing attributes that I would like to focus on. And in many ways, they're on opposite ends of the spectrum as far as his character goes. And yet he is equally both of these things. He is sovereign and he is gentle and humble. He is ruler over all that exists and nothing can survive without him. And yet he is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. So when I consider Jesus as sovereign, I think of a particular verse that has been a huge comfort for me for many years. It's in Colossians chapter one, verses 15 through 17. For by him, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. The word all is used four times in these verses. And when God says all, he means all. All things were created by him. He is before all things, and in him all things are held together. Well, what does that mean then? Well, nothing exists apart from Jesus. Nothing. Nothing that we see, everything that we don't see and that everything exists because of him. And we, we, we look at everything going on around in the world and oftentimes in our own lives, and we don't understand. And we think everything is chaotic and that everything is falling apart because it really seems like everything is falling apart. But from heaven's perspective, everything is going as planned and Jesus is overseeing it all. Our perception of the way things are going is just that. It's our perceptions. It's what we think and how we perceive things to be. But the sovereignty of Christ is true regardless of how we feel or what we think or what we see. And usually our perception of Christ is based on our circumstances. And everyone's circumstance is different. And we perceive God a lot of times based on our pain. And so we allow our pain to determine how we view Jesus. When in reality, he was the one who took on our pain on the cross to, to meet us in our pain, right? to meet us exactly where we are. But our perception of him is constantly changing, but he is an unchanging God. Amen. And also, as you were saying that, I was thinking that our perception, a lot of us 
perceive Jesus or think about Jesus in terms of how Christians treat us Mm. or how Christians act. And yes, obviously, you know, believers are supposed to be more like Christ. But at the end of the day, the truth is, is that we all fail. Right. And so instead of looking at believers, look at the truth of who Jesus proclaims himself to be through the word of God. And, and that's where you'll find the real Jesus. That's where you'll find who he is. And so instead of looking into the, looking at the world and, you know, looking at your circumstances, we need to look beyond people, beyond the church and look to the real Jesus that you find in the word of God. And he is ruler and sustainer over all. And his sovereignty is not just over the things of the world, but our very lives. Right. You know, we think we're, we're in charge, but every detail of our lives, he sees, he knows us better than we know ourselves. And to me, that's comforting. So comforting because if Jesus wasn't sovereign over all things, then he wouldn't be ruler overall. We would be on this earth just trying to figure out life on our own. And how hopeless is that? Oh, it's so hopeless. Especially with where our world is now. I do not want to go through my everyday without him being my number one and without him leading me where I need to go because ultimately he knows. Right. He knows exactly what he has in store for our lives. And I'm so, so thankful that I have a Jesus who meets me where I am and is willing to walk in step with me, no matter where I am, no matter if I am in the things of this world, or if I'm in pain and sorrow and grief, whatever circumstance I find myself in, he walks alongside me in it. He's not like, okay, Aaron, come on, I'm waiting for you. Come on, come on, come on, let's go, let's go. He's like, no, I'm with you. In every moment. In every single moment. And what's comforting about that is not only is he with us in those moments and every day, but he has a plan already figured out for our lives right? and for history, all of history. He already knows what's coming because he created it all. And in him, like that verse says, everything is sustained. So not only does he see the big picture and know the big picture and created the big picture, how much more confidence we can have in him as he walks with us one moment at a time, because he already knows what's coming and we don't. And we might not see Jesus with our eyes, obviously, but he is the most real thing in the universe and beyond. And you take him out of the story and everything falls apart. Not only that, nothing would exist. Not only is God sovereign, but he is gentle, humble, and lowly. And it reminds me of this verse and it's Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30. And Jesus says, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And we can go back to all when you said exactly. all earlier. When you said it, I exactly. almost said something, but I was like, oh my goodness, do not interrupt. <laughs> but all means all. He doesn't just mean only those who are quote unquote righteous. He means all, all who labor and are heavy laden. If you are carrying these burdens that are weighing you down, if you are walking in pain, he wants to carry that for you. 
He is. He's gentle and lowly and you can find rest in him. And I find so much comfort in knowing that that is the Jesus that I belong to. And I want you to know that you don't need to pull yourself together or try to be perfect in order to come to Jesus. He welcomes you with open arms just as you are. And I've wrestled with that in my own life, thinking I have sinned, I've fallen short, I'm not good enough. Thinking and that you're not. Right. That's the truth. Is the truth is we're not. Right. But it was those thoughts in my mind that kept me from coming mm. to Jesus rather than saying, Jesus, I have sinned. I am falling short. I am unworthy. And yet I'm going to come to you with that because I know you take me as I am. He's not up there waiting for you to get your act together. Amen. He's asked, right? Like, thank God for that. He's asking you to just come as you are. And you know what else? Uh, it makes me think of literally almost all the stories in the gospels. It was the ones who like were messed up. I mean, our, our lives are a mess apart from the saving grace of Christ. It was the people who were in desperate need, those who needed healing, those who needed restoration and forgiveness. And you just see him going and meeting those people right where they are. The woman at the well, I love that story. If you have a second, go and read it in the gospel. It's so powerful, but she was a complete mess. And Jesus didn't judge her. He didn't say, well, you better get your act together. No, he met her right where she was. And as a result, she felt loved by him. Right. I actually just read that this morning in my quiet time. (laughs) And it's also one of my favorite stories in the Bible. And it has impacted me so much. But one of the things that I always take away from it is that she says, Jesus He came and he told me everything I had ever done. Can you imagine? Can you imagine hearing everything you've ever done? I would be face down on the floor, bawling my eyes out and in so much shame. But she had so much joy and she spread the word about Jesus. And people came and were saved because of that, because of her testimony when before People, right? They didn't even pay. They, they didn't did not pay. go near her right. because she had such, such a terrible reputation, right? Because you know all of the things she had done prior to that moment, and yet Jesus' joy, Jesus' love, covered her shame, right? And she felt loved by him. That's how she could go and back to her town where she knew what you said, like that they would ridicule her in a normal circumstance. Yeah, she was so filled with joy and the love of Christ that she was able to go to them and say, he told me everything about me. Right. And like you said before, Jesus meets people at their greatest need. And I'm actually reading a book right now. It's called gentle and lowly. And the author says he doesn't simply meet us at our place of need. He lives in our place of need. Mm. And that is so profound to me because If we just focus on Jesus meeting us at our place of need, it kind of makes me think like, okay, he's far away. Mm -hmm. And then when I need him, then he'll come. But no, he lives with us in our place of need because he knows that we need him 24 seven. Right. We need him in every single aspect of our life. It's not just when we're in pain or falling apart or when the circumstances of our life aren't what we want them to be. 
it's in every single moment because we are desperate for him. And not only does Jesus meet us in our moment of need, but he weeps with you. When you hurt, he hurts. And it's because of his deep, unwavering love for you. Another thing that the author says in this book is that his love cannot be held back when he sees his people in pain. I love that so much. There is nothing you can do to make Jesus love you any more or any less than he does right now. Hmm. He has never changed his mind about you and he never will. No matter what you have done, he loves you right where you are. There's this excerpt in the book that I'm reading. By the way, I keep like going back to this book because it is so incredible and it has taught me so much about the love of Jesus. In this passage, he's talking about our sins and our failures and our fear of coming to Jesus just as we are. And it starts out with us saying, no, wait, cautiously approaching Jesus. You don't understand. I've really messed up in all kinds of ways. I know, he responds. You know most of it, sure, certainly more than what others see. But there's perversity down inside me that is hidden from everyone. And Jesus says, I know it all. Well, the thing is, it isn't just my past. It's my present too. Jesus says, I understand. But I don't know if I can break free of this anytime soon. That's the only kind of person I'm here to help, Jesus says. The burden is heavy and heavier all the time then let me carry it. It's too much to bear. Not for me. You don't get it. My offenses aren't directed towards others. They're against you. Then I am the one most suited to forgive them. But the more of the ugliness in me you discover, the sooner you'll be fed up with me. Whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. Through what I just shared, I hope and pray that you see that in the midst of your flaws and shame and pain and whatever it is that you're going through, he's there. He's meeting you there. He walks with you where you are. And like I said before, there's nothing that can separate you from him. There's Mm -hmm. nothing that can separate you from his love. He wants to embrace you. So come to him just as you are. Wow. Amen. That is so powerful and so true. And if we can just understand even a little bit of what we've shared so far, I mean, I I know that there's depths of God's sovereignty, God's love, God's gentleness that I haven't even touched. I mean, it's endless. It's eternal. And we have an opportunity in this lifetime to get to know Jesus for who he really is. And, you know, we touched on love last week. We did an episode on love specifically. And I just want to just, you know, share again that love does not exist apart from Jesus. We cannot know what real love is apart from knowing God. God's love comes first. And the more we know him, the more we can love him. 
and become more aware of our desperate need for him and his love. It's Christ's love for us and in us that compels us to love him and love others. And his love never runs out. Ever. Ever. It's endless and it's unconditional. And I'm so thankful that his love never runs out for me because I would fall apart. I would not be able to survive. Yeah. Right. Everything would fall apart. Our survival is in him. Our love for others is in him. Everything is held together by him. Yes. And I have this list in my notes that I go to every once in a while when I just need to be reminded, which is often (laughs) of who Jesus is, because like we said in the beginning, it's impossible to exhaust who Jesus is in 1 million trillion episodes. We will never be able to exhaust the character, the nature of our infinite savior. But these are just some names that are in my my notes. And I'll just say a few of them because there's quite a few, but um, way maker, miracle worker, light in the darkness, sovereign creator, sustainer, teacher, comforter, counselor, defender, ruler, my refuge, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the alpha and the omega, my helper, love, Emmanuel, living water, cornerstone, my armor, the answer, great reward, good shepherd, gentle and lowly, everlasting father. I could go on and on. This list is long. As you see, Aaron, <laughs> look how long this list is in my notes. But I just want to close with something that you shared, Aaron, at the end of Scarlett's episode. I thought it was so powerful. You said, Jesus is everything. Jesus is the strength in our suffering. He's the greater purpose in our pain. He's the life when we feel lifeless. He's the hope when we feel hopeless. He was, is, and always will be the answer. Jesus is everything. Amen. I think that's a good place to pray. (laughs) (laughs) Heavenly Father, thank you so much for Jesus. It is beyond our ability to fully comprehend how magnificent you are, Jesus. It's beyond our understanding. It's beyond anything that we could fathom how great and awesome you are. And yet you have chosen to reveal yourself to us. You have made yourself known. You want us to know you. Help us to want you more than anything, Jesus. Thank you that you have revealed yourself to us. Thank you for holding all things together. Thank you for holding our lives in the palm of your hand. Thank you for being gentle and kind and loving towards us. Thank you for giving your life for us so that we can know you. So that we can live the life that you have planned and the purpose for which you have created us. And Jesus, help us to remember that you are immeasurably more than all we could ever ask or imagine. In your name we pray. 